Welcome to Digital Stratosphere, the podcast that helps organizations throughout the world with their digital transformation journeys. Here, you will find independent and technology agnostic advice with no software vendor sales spin to help you make the best decisions for your organization. Whether you are in the process of selecting technology, in the midst of your transformation, or trying to get your initiative back on track, Digital Stratosphere provides expertise and best practices to help. If you're embarking on an SAP implementation or in the midst of an implementation, there's a number of risks that you need to be aware of to be successful. What are those risks exactly that you need to know? That's what I want to talk about here today. My name is Eric Kimberling. I'm the CEO of Third Stage Consulting. We're an independent consulting firm that helps clients throughout the world reach the third stage of their digital transformation journeys. And when I started my career in the late 90s, I was actually a change management consultant for SAP implementations. At the time, we were implementing SAP R3. And so I've learned a lot about SAP over the years. And since those early days of consulting, I've become an independent technology agnostic consultant that's worked on not only SAP implementations, but other types of implementations. And I've also done a lot of expert witness and project recovery work for SAP implementations, as has my team at Third Stage Consulting. And along with that experience that we all have on our SAP implementations for our clients, we've learned a lot about what some of the risks are, some of those common risks with SAP implementations, especially in more recent years as you look to S4 HANA. So if you're in the midst of an S4 HANA implementation, there's a number of risks to be aware of. And that's what I wanna talk about here today. Now, the first risk you should be aware of when you're going through an S4 HANA deployment is that the product itself is incomplete. It's not a complete comprehensive solution in the same way that R3 or ECC was. And what I mean by that is S4 HANA is a rewrite of the legacy SAP technology, which is a good thing, but it's very much a work in progress and you need to be aware of what some of those gaps and deficiencies are as you deploy S4 HANA largely so you can figure out how you're going to address those gaps. Are you going to put in some sort of best of breed point solution to address the gap? Are you going to customize S4 HANA to address the need? Are you just going to have a manual processor workaround? You just need to have a deliberate strategy for how you're going to deal with some of the shortcomings. For example, we have a few clients that are actively implementing S4 HANA that are in the manufacturing space. And they're finding that there's some deficiencies and things missing when it comes to more advanced manufacturing capabilities things like production planning and demand forecasting, things of that nature, some of those edge capabilities. So to mitigate that risk, it's important to do a fit gap analysis, really understand what the capabilities are of the product today versus the needs you have as an organization today as well. Another risk to be aware of with S4 HANA deployments is the fact that the systems are relatively siloed. In the past, SAP had created most of its technology from the ground up fully integrated in its own technologies. But in more recent years, SAP has taken more of a sort of a best of breed approach where they've gone out and acquired different systems to augment the capabilities of S4 HANA. For example, SAP has in recent years acquired Ariba, Concur, SuccessFactors, products to help with HCM and procurement and time and expense reporting, for example. So what that has done is it's expanded the capabilities of SAP in its product suite but it's also created integration issues that can be challenging for organizations going through a transformation. So it's very important to recognize that this is not a fully integrated system or suite of products, and you wanna make sure that you've allocated enough time and resources to ensure that you address those integration issues. 
Another risk with S4 HANA implementations is the activate methodology. Now the activate methodology is SAP's methodology for deploying S4 HANA, which is a great starting point. It addresses a lot of the needs for a deployment, but it doesn't address all of the needs and it leaves some key critical success factors out of the methodology. First of all, Activate is very much focused on an Agile approach to implementation. And while Agile can be a good way to speed things up in an implementation, S4 HANA implementations are so integrated and complex throughout an entire organization that it's critical that you take the time up front to plan out your end-to-end -end business processes and your business requirements and perhaps take on more of a waterfall type of approach and I'm not going to get into the details of the pros and cons or the merits of Agile versus Waterfall, but just know that within the Activate methodology, it's very much focused on Agile, which can create challenges and risks in the implementation. In addition, you want to look for other deficiencies within the Activate methodology and augment the Activate methodology with other activities that are going to be critical to your success. Things like solution architecture, integration, data migration, organizational change management, those are examples of areas that are relatively weak within the Activate methodology, but if you want to be successful, you're going to have to beef up those areas outside of the methodology. So just beware that the Activate methodology may be a great starting point, but you're going to need to build a more complete and comprehensive methodology in order to be successful. Because S4 HANA and its sister suite of products are so integrated and so comprehensive, which is a strength of the product suite, it also creates a lot of complexity. And so there's a lot of complexity you need to be aware of as you go through a transformation like this. So if you think about your organization and all the different functions and end-to-end -end processes and workflows and the systems and technologies you have in place now, now you're moving to a suite of products that are gonna replace those systems. And that's gonna affect your entire operations, your entire business. And so there's a lot of complexity and risk that goes along with that. And so you want to make sure that you have solid risk mitigation and change management in place. And both of those are things that I'm going to build on and get to later in this discussion. Because organizations implementing S4 HANA are more likely to be larger, more complex, and perhaps even global organizations, they are more likely to experience change management issues. In other words, the magnitude of change and the volume of change that the organizations implementing S4 HANA are going to go through is very big. So it's important to recognize that one of the biggest risks is not just with the technology itself, which in and of itself is very complex and complicated and risky, but perhaps even more importantly, the fact that your people are going to be impacted very significantly by S4 HANA. Now, even if you're a legacy SAP user that's using either, say, ECC or R3, some of the older SAP products, it's still a massive change organizations. It's a complete rewrite of the product. It's a re-implementation. It is not an upgrade. It is not a lift and shift, despite what SAP or their system integrators may tell you. So it's very important that you recognize it as such, you plan as such, and you put together a strategy and roadmap that reflects those realities. And a key component of addressing those realities is to have a very solid and very effective and very comprehensive organizational change management plan. Back to my point earlier about the Activate methodology being pretty light in change management, you need to do a lot more than just training and communications. You need to get into change impact, you need to get into organizational readiness, you need to get into cultural change, organizational design, a lot of different components of change management that need to be addressed to make your S4 HANA implementation successful. If you are trying to achieve digital transformation success, Turn to Third Stage Consulting Group. 
Third Stage's independent and technology agnostic consulting team helps clients define their digital strategies, select the right software, and manage their implementations. With offices in the U.S., Europe, and Australia, our team helps the world's most forward-thinking organizations through their transformation pitfalls and risks. Whether you are embarking on an ERP, HCM, CRM, supply chain management, or any other digital transformation, contact Third Stage Consulting to see how we can help you reach the third stage of transformation success. Learn more about us and download independent reports, videos, and other best practices at thirdstage-consulting.com. One of the trickiest part of S4 HANA implementations isn't necessarily just in the product itself, but in the organizations that help you implement the product. So in other words, system integrators or implementation partners that specialize in implementing S4 HANA. Chances are they're more likely to be large consulting organizations like the big four system integrators, Deloitte, Accenture, Ernst & Young, PwC, whoever it may be. Very large consulting organizations that oftentimes have a conflict of interest in your implementation. And what I mean by that is their loyalty is usually first and foremost to SAP because they're a partner of SAP and also to their army of consultants that they need to keep gainfully employed. And those two things more often than not are in conflict at times with your goals and objectives. And so there's a material conflict of interest oftentimes in these sorts of implementations that you need to be aware of because your system integrator has a conflict of interest. And this is where it's really important that you take control and take charge of your project and don't defer to your system integrator. And the biggest risk of this being a problem is if the system integrator is larger than you as an organization, which oftentimes they are because some of these system integrators have hundreds of thousands of employees and just have a lot of bandwidth and scale that can overwhelm a smaller organization, even if you're not a small organization. So just be aware of the fact that system integrators more often than not have a conflict of interest and it's up to you to manage and mitigate those system integrators and make sure that your project stays on track. Just to build on the previous point a bit more and elaborate on the concept of armies of consultants, it's important to recognize that the big system integrators are gonna put large teams of consultants on your project. In some cases, the resources allocated are relevant and appropriate for a project like yours. But oftentimes there's too many resources on a project. It's too consultant heavy. You don't need as many consultants as are often put on these projects. And I remember dating back to the early days of my consulting career, when I would be on projects as a newbie, when I had absolutely nothing to do, but yet I was billing full time on the project because I was expected to. So I would be staffed on a project with 40 or 50 other consultants, and it would be up to me to find work to do and to keep billing the entire time I was trying to find work to do. And it's something I've seen repeated throughout my career, not just for me personally, when I was working for an SAP system integrator, but even with our clients nowadays and looking at what the system integrators do with our clients, we're constantly battling that dynamic of that self-interest I talked about before, which is the need or the want to put a bunch of consultants on your project because it maximizes revenue for the consulting organizations. So this is a very real risk and it's a very real reason why so many implementations go way over budget is because there's too many consultants on the project in the first place and there's a lack of transparency into what those consultants are doing and a lack of accountability on behalf of the system integrators. So stay tuned because in the next few recommendations or risks I'm gonna talk about, I'm gonna talk about how to mitigate this and some of the other risks we've already talked about. Mm -hmm. 
Another challenge related to SAP implementations is a lack of realistic planning. More often than not, SAP and their system integrators will provide an overly optimistic plan of what it's going to take to implement the product. And I don't recall the last time that I've seen a realistic implementation plan that was something that was actually achievable. More often than not, it looks something like an 18-month duration, regardless of how big or how complex an organization is. And the actual cost of an implementation is typically multiple times what's initially proposed by the system integrator or by SAP. And in some ways, you think this might be deliberate. It could be the fact that they're trying to lowball the number just to get the deal, or it could be they just don't understand your business well enough. So the key is to make sure that you have a realistic plan and that you've objectively looked at what the strategy is, what the plan is, what the resource requirements are, what the budget is, all that good stuff. And you want to make sure that you do that not just by taking SAP or the system integrator's proposal at face value, but by augmenting it with other activities and things that need to happen to make the project successful. And the best way to do that is to leverage independent technology agnostic third parties that don't have a vested interest in making sure that you deploy as much SAP technology as possible, but rather are more focused on making sure that you as a client are successful in the implementation. So that realistic planning phase is one of the most important things you can do to mitigate the risk of unrealistic plans. Next is a lack of risk mitigation. SAP projects are notorious for taking too much time, too much money, going completely off the rails. And part of the reason for that is because there's a lack of effective and agnostic and objective risk mitigation. So what I mean by agnostic mitigation and effective mitigation is to really look at and proactively anticipate what the potential risks are and start to mitigate those risks before they become a problem. And the problem with SAP implementations, getting back to one of the earlier points, is that the system integrators oftentimes are protecting their own self-interest. So their self-interest prevents them from necessarily pointing out to you where all the risks are. Their job is to make themselves look good and to reinforce the fact that you made the right decision by hiring them as a system integrator. And more than anything, they need to protect their revenue stream. So if they're the ones identifying potential risks and problems on a project, that's not in their best interest. However, it is in your best interest and you need to make sure that you identify what those risks are and so you can mitigate them accordingly. So independent and technology agnostic consulting firms like Third Stage Consulting are good examples of ways that you can independently and objectively identify and mitigate those risks along the way. Number 10 on our list is a lack of value realization. In other words, organizations that are implementing S4HANA are notorious for not focusing on the business value and focusing too much on the technology itself and what they're going to do with the technology. And that's a big mess because what it does is it creates a twofold problem. One is it causes you to invest so much in the technology that it becomes a big bloated project with budgetary overruns, which hits you on the cost side. And on the benefit side, you're not realizing the business value that you expect to get because you've spent so much time and money and focus on just implementing the technology. So one of the ways to really maximize business value is first of all, to make sure you have a business case, a realistic business case of what your cost and potential benefits are gonna be, not only to justify the project, but more importantly, to ensure that you track benefits and you actually realize the business benefits and the business value of the implementation. The other thing is to make sure you really get a handle on the cost side and the scope side of your transformation. 
more often than not, organizations just bite off more than they can chew. They decide that they're gonna implement every module under the sun within S4HANA. They're gonna implement Ariba. They're gonna implement success factors. They're gonna implement Concur, IBP, or integrated business process planning, and every other product that SAP has to offer. Some or all of them may be relevant to you, but chances are pretty slim that your organization is able to consume that entire tech stack. So one of the most important things you can do to mitigate risk on that front on the business value front and the ROI front is to ensure you've got the right scope. It may make more sense for you, for example, to narrow the scope and to cut back the scope and really focus on the high value areas and maybe invest a little bit more in change management or invest more in integration to your other systems. Things that are gonna deliver more business value. But at the end of the day, regardless of what the decision is that you make, you wanna make sure that you're doing it in the context of a business case and the overall business value that you expect to get out of the S4 HANA implementation. Now these are the top 10 risks that are the biggest challenges with S4 HANA implementations. So what is it you do about it? I know I've alluded in passing to some of the things you can do to mitigate the risk, but I also wanna leave you with three key things that you can do to mitigate the 10 risks that I've talked about here today. First and foremost, you wanna make sure you take the time upfront to invest in an implementation readiness phase or a phase zero of your implementation. This is where you make sure that you've defined your future state end-to-end -end business processes, your business requirements, and created really that overarching business blueprint for your organization. That includes things like what your organizational structure is gonna look like in the future, what the jobs are gonna look like, how you're gonna integrate systems, what the architecture is gonna look like, your business process improvements, and how you're gonna roll out those business process improvements. So that whole piece of implementation readiness is critical. And keep in mind that this phase that I'm advocating is a lot different than what system integrators typically do. What they typically do is what they call a business blueprint, but what they're focused on is designing software. And what I'm talking about is designing what your future state business and organization and overall technology stack is gonna look like. And one piece of that is in fact S4HANA and your system integrator should be involved in that, but there's a lot more to it than just that one piece of the overall puzzle. So that's one step is to make sure you have an implementation readiness phase up front to ensure that you can be effective in the actual implementation later on. The next thing is to ensure that you have a very solid and effective program management office or PMO established. This could be an internal PMO if you do have an internal PMO group. It could also be outside consultants, independent third-party consultants like third stage consulting, or it could be a hybrid or combination of both. But regardless, you want to make sure that you have people that are experienced in complex digital transformations, but also are not affiliated with a system integrator or SAP software vendor. Reason for that is because you need someone that's objective and detached from the self-interest that I talked about earlier in this discussion. And then finally, last but not least, you want to make sure that you have a very solid and effective quality assurance and risk mitigation framework in place. I talked a little bit about that earlier in this discussion, but that's something that should also be conducted by an independent, objective, agnostic third party that isn't affiliated with SAP or with the system integrator. Just as you typically don't want the fox guarding the hen house, you also don't want the system integrator or SAP telling you where the risks are because they're gonna tell you that everything's fine. And so you wanna really have that objective quality assurance and risk mitigation framework to ensure that you can uncover those risks objectively throughout the transformation. So one more thing I'll leave you with that'll give you a lot more detail in addition to what we've talked about in this discussion is to download our guide to a successful S4 HANA implementation. I've included a link below, so check the description. It's a detailed action plan for how to make your S4 HANA project successful. 
It covers some of the things I've talked about in this discussion, but it builds on a lot more detail than what I've discussed here today. So I encourage you to download that. It's a free download. I've included a link below. I've also included links to other resources that I think might be successful to help you through your transformation. So be sure to check out the links below for more information. So I hope you found this information useful and hope you have a great day. Learn more about us and download independent reports, videos, and other best practices at thirdstage-consulting.com.